I'm going to wait till I'm seated because we are recording on video, in real life, in person, sometimes, on my couch, most of the time. Welcome back to another episode of the Botanista Podcast. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Botanista, and today we are going to jump right into it. This is an Oscars recap episode, so if you do not care about what's trending in pop culture, fashion, movies, TV, if that's not your bag, baby, if that's not your bag, baby, we could shag later. We do not have to shag now. Today, I am only shagging with fans of the Oscars and people that tuned in to last night's award show. Obviously, with any award show, with any red carpet, there is a lot to unpack. But this one had a lot to unpack in particular. But before we get to it, before we hit the ground running, slapping, whatever we're going to be doing, this is a reminder to all you local fashionistas, all you 518 Capital Region people that wish so desperately, like me, that you could be on the red carpet, there is a red carpet for you. It is called the Capital Region's Best Dressed List, where I round up some of my favorite looks found on social media, out and about, and I nominate you to the top nine. The top nine goes into a round of public voting where we have everybody determine who will be the true Capital Region's best dressed of any given month. So March is coming to a close. I want to see your outfits, your photos, solo pictures preferred. They just look better. I'm not cropping anybody out, not hurting anybody's feelings. Who doesn't make the cut? Tag me, Botanista, in your fashion photos, or you can DM them to me if you have a private profile. I'm so excited to see what we come up with. As always, there's $200 on the line, gift cards to stores of your choice at Crossgate. So just think about that for a second. Where did you go? Who did you see? What did you dress up for? I don't care if it's a mirror pick pre-dinner where somebody wouldn't snap a picture of you out and about. I don't care if it's from a day that you just decided to dress up for fun and play around in your closet. As long as you wore the outfit in March of 2022, I want to see what you came up with for a chance to be the best dressed. Now, back to the Oscars. First thing I want to just establish quickly is that, you know, I feel very glad that I've spent the past few years building up the page of the Botanista testing out here and there some thoughts and opinions and takes on pop culture and celebrity fashion and things like that. Because when you're starting out as a social media person or an influencer or whatever you want to call it, it's really hard to believe that anybody could care about your take when it comes to any kind of national trending event, whether it's like, you know, politics or sports or pop culture. It's just there's so many other people out there doing it professionally in bigger markets on a larger scale. But I think what benefits me and Two Buttons Deep and the Buttonista of being capital region focused is that, you know, when a big event does come about and you want to discuss it, it's fun to do it with someone local that actually cares, that's going to respond to you, that's going to engage and keep it fresh. And the opinions from like the love it or hate it polls are very much based on people in this region, people who are following and paying attention. So um, I feel like it's been a kind of a few years in the making to get 
to a point where people do care and do want to participate. So I was really excited about that. And of course, as soon as we wrapped, um, you know, me just sitting on my couch doing the polls last night, we're like, shit, we should really do, you know, maybe a live version of this in the future. So wink, wink, hint, hint, stay tuned for some of that. I hear a little birdie told me, a little sleeping puppy next to me told me that the Grammys are on next week. So if we're interested in this, if we like the live commentary, I think I might try it out and see how it goes. And you better be there. Because you were there for the love it or hate it polls. You were there for the E! Red Carpet pre-show. And the one thing that kind of not pisses me off, because that's a strong word. But, for example, last night while I was watching the show, it's about two hours long before the Oscars come on. If I had to take a shot of tequila or screwball or your favorite shot preference, every time I heard the words icon, stunning, vision I would have been passed out long before the Will Smith incident ever happened back in the day if you grew up like me you watched the pre-show that was all claps and cheers and a little everybody patting each other on the back for how amazing they look festival which there's nothing wrong with that I get that but back in the day you knew that's what you would be served before and then after the show your dessert round would be Joan Rivers and her gang, Kelly Osbourne, dishing out the real takes on who nailed it, who totally landed it, and who totally failed. And if you don't have thick enough skin sitting on the couch in your jammies to understand that there is going to be criticism of celebrities on the red carpet, then you should not tune in. You should watch Shark Tank or Survivor or, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and stream C-SPAN because that seems to be the level of vanilla that some of the haters in my inbox wanted to tune into last night instead of the Oscars. These people have it all, okay? Sure, they have bad days. Sure, they check the comments and the haters sometimes. But there is nothing wrong with critiquing somebody's fashion in a positive way, in a lighthearted way. We're not telling these people to go, you know, jump into the Atlantic Ocean. We're giving them a little bit of feedback, a little bit of commentary. That's what makes the world go round. That's what they do in sports. When a player has a bad game, that's what they do in pretty much any industry. Yet every year, I'll post an opinion on some outfit and people come hating at me. So I think that's part of the fun. I think that's part of the show. If you only watch the pre-show and say to yourself, I can't have an opinion, All you're listening to is stunning, 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 stop. That's not reality. Some people are going to miss and some people are going to absolutely kill it. Leave it up to the stylists. I know it's not all of the celeb on their own. I love to hear the backstory, though. I didn't love, got to be honest, I didn't love Laverne Cox. Uh, I think she was either super, super nervous or she was like, paying too much attention to the producer in her ear but every single person she went up to she said what is the story you are telling with this ensemble tonight and I don't know if that's like a modern take on who are you wearing what are you wearing what is the pronoun of the person that you're wearing but it just felt too rehearsed she didn't feel comfortable um she didn't know a lot of the people that she was meet like interviewing like she either didn't know their spouses so she was kind of taking like a weird awkward moment to 
like introduce herself to Keith Urban and then kind of, you know, ignore him the whole interview. Um, she just seemed off her game. And I like her. I think she is stunning in a vision. I love following her story. I think she's a very interesting celebrity and a great actress herself. But I just don't think her red carpet interview performance delivered. I'm used to Juliana Rancic and Jason, whatever his last name is. Um, I'm used to some of the E characters from years past. And they were definitely rolling with a totally different crew this time. I think this was a great opportunity for Laverne. Like I said, I respect her as a celebrity, but you could just tell she was either being fed too much information that she was trying to get it all out, like to say that she saw the film or, you know, she knows who they're wearing or something like that. It was just, it was just a little awkward for me. And I know it's live television, so sometimes the jump cuts back and forth from like the people which is so funny that they're at like the top of the Ripley's Believe It or Not thing because that Hollywood Boulevard is like a very kind of trashy part of town like it's not fun to walk through there unless you're a kid and you're looking at the um you know the walk of stars or whatever it's called um it's just not a great part of town so it's just funny if you've ever been there to imagine it getting like all dolled up and have a much better reputation for just one night um but yeah I didn't love who was hosting I didn't love the banter the back and forth and I think it's okay to say not her best look I don't think that is a bad thing to say at all I understand we live in a little bit of a different world now, though, where we can't do that uh, when we're commentating from above off the actual red carpet, not Laverne. Obviously, she has to tell everybody they look great, and that's what she should do. But I thought that fell a little bit short, and I just so desperately wish that Joan Rivers was going to come in at the end in the last hour and rip it apart and give her sense of humor and just kind of remind us what it's all about. It's a fun night. They're celebrities. They're actors and actresses. It's all a part of the game. And there's no reason why we can't play in it, too. So that's kind of my overall thought on the pre-show. We'll get into the show in a little bit, mostly the Will Smith moment, because um, the rest of it, I don't think there was too much to talk about. But in terms of the fashion, uh, I did a little love it, hate it poll. That's kind of the easiest way for me to get the looks out and get a sense of what you guys really liked. Some of my bigger takeaways, um, one, I would say the men absolutely rocked it. You don't say that often. You see a lot of plain old suits and tuxes with maybe like a crazy pair of shoes and that's about it. But Simu Leo, who um, I think I'm saying his name right, he was in an all red tux. He recently hosted Saturday Night Live. If you watch Selling Sunset, he had a little cameo on Selling Sunset in the last season. He had a bright red tuxedo that was to the nines. A nice little crop fit. You could see his ankle, his loafers. I thought he looked stunning. Um, the other guy, Cody something. I don't watch any of these movies, so forgive me. He had on like baby powder blue. I thought that looked spectacular. Um, who's that big guy? Oh, Jason Momoa. He does not look like a celebrity. He literally looks like he could like, he would come to jump my car. I, I don't find him attractive. I think he's like so scary and so big. He would like, he's like, gives me major bouncer vibes. But I got to hear a little backstory on his suit. It was upcycled, so it was something that he had worn before. He got it remade and retailored to him with a new tie and pocket square. I thought he looked really good. Obviously, Sean Mendez, speechless. Mwah, he is hot. I think a lot of us would put it all out on the line for Sean Mendez. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, he is obviously like very feminine in his fashion, his looks. And the ladies still love him. The guys, I think, still crush on him. But he had two, obviously, menswear looks. If I say obviously, it's always a word, right? It's always a freaking word. He had on a sequin crop. 
uh, suit jacket with no shirt on underneath to kick things off. Cartier jewelry, just stunting to the max. I thought he looked amazing. Just the perfectly like tussled, like kind of out of bed hair. Amazing. But then his after party outfit was literally a jumpsuit that I would rent on Rent the Runway. It was like leather. It had all kinds of zippers. I just thought he looked so stunning, so fabulous. And speaking of the after party, as most of us found out today, the after party looks were way, way better. It's a famous Vanity Fair after party. They were way, way better than what we were seeing on the red carpet, which as you can tell, if I'm starting off with how good the guys were, there was really nothing that totally stunned me. Uh, The fan favorite was definitely Zendaya. She pretty much kills it on every single red carpet that she goes on. She must have an incredible stylist. She stuck with the menswear trend. She had a silky crop button-down shirt on that fit her beautifully and an over-the-top silver sequined skirt with a long train. Her hair was pushed back. She is so beautiful. Her body could probably you know, fit and rock any kind of outfit that you could imagine. But she was a huge favorite. I did like Jessica Chastain. She kind of had on that ombre with the big uh, kind of organza ruffled bottom on her dress and then the green after party look. I thought she looked beautiful. I love any uh, ponytail styling and she did that really beautifully. Nobody. Oh, my God, sir. Sir, that's enough. That's enough. This dog has put me through the ringer today, let me tell you. We took a little 40-minute detour of my day to go find him. So um, this is really unfortunate. Jet. No. No, honey. That's enough of that. Moving right along. Um, Some of the takes that I had that I didn't like. I did not like Tracy Ellis Ross in that red dress. I had a couple haters come after me and say this was too harsh I respectfully disagree, and here's why. This dress did not fit her at all. And after working at the bridal shop, going through alterations, and trying on clothes myself, being petite, having to get things tailored, there is nothing more important in your outfit, whether you're going to work or you're going to the Oscars, than having something fit you properly. So maybe you didn't tune in and you just saw the pictures. Uh, It was a red dress strapless kind of mermaid the part around her boobs was a little bit more of like a unique shape it was kind of a u shape she was falling out of it she looked extremely uncomfortable when you did watch it on camera she was pulling it up she was making faces at the media like whoops like you know this is not a good situation for me so not only was she you know a few seconds away from a nip slip which i'm free the nip i have not it has nothing to do with that I just didn't think the outfit fit her. And to me, that takes away any sort of credit or praise that you are going to give it. I'm personally not really a fan of red. It's one of the biggest colors you see in gowns and formal wear. To me, on the red carpet, it just blends in. It doesn't feel elevated unless you do a ton of texture and you do something to really make it stand out. A simple red silk or crepe fabric, to me, it's just not it. The mermaid silhouette, just not it throw the boobs falling out on top of it. It's just not it. Now, the other woman that wore red, she was on Saturday Night Live too. She won for, um, I think, Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story. I cannot think of her name. Ariana DeBose, maybe something like that. Um, She had a similar red dress, similar top, but it had straps. It did fit her. And while it wasn't my favorite, I think she looked 10 times better. 
Someone told me that I was going after Tracy Ellis Ross for her size and maybe she was making a statement that all bodies can wear anything. Are you kidding me? I'm, I am team that till the day I die. All that I was trying to say was that it didn't fit her and that I personally am not a fan of red. And what is her size? She's a very average person. She's in great shape. She looks beautiful, has nothing to do with her size. You have a stylist and a tailor and a team that is there to make sure that everything fits you to a T and it doesn't. That's the issue that I had with that. I also didn't love Kirsten Dunst's red dress. Same thing. It had a little texture, but it just wasn't for me. So none of the red looks were a hit in my eye. Uh, Dakota Johnson's after party look, amazing. Lori Harvey, who is actually Steve Harvey's daughter, she dates Michael B. Jordan. Hers blew me away, fell off the couch out of my chair when I saw that. And the other big flop of the night was um, Kristen Stewart in the shorts. The same person that told me I was going after to being too harsh for Tracy Alice Ross said that I needed to relax when I said I was going to throw my TV out because of Kristen Stewart shorts. That is the least dramatic thing I've said in all of 2020. You were not showing up to the Oscars when you were nominated for an Oscar in a pair of skimpy, teeny tiny silk short shorts with a suit and an unbuttoned top. That look was a hot mess. And if Joan Rivers were here, she would tell you straight up, I am Joan Rivers' long lost granddaughter, I think, maybe, or maybe I just wish. If you were out there listening or reading somebody say that that look was a hit, you are so wrong, honey. You need to, you need to reevaluate. Like, I don't even, I don't even know where that take that that dress, that outfit could be good came from. It is so off base. If you can see what she wore in the after party, which I did post, I said she redeemed herself. She had a much better deep V black gown with some details, some ribbons, some lace, literally 400,000 times better than what I saw from her. I don't care what people say. I think it's fun to poke fun and talk about what you like and what you don't like. It is not the end of the world. Obviously, it looks stunning. Obviously, they are rich and famous and they're wearing what they want. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Nicole Kidman in the um, custom, I believe it was Armani dress. They made a color for her, okay? She said she wanted to wear blue and they created, invented a brand new color for her. How's that? I thought that was pretty incredible. I thought she looked beautiful. I just like her as a person. I like her style. I thought the strapless gown was a little bit unique. And then just knowing the backstory of making the color, I really did enjoy that. I thought that was another pretty good look of the night. But really, overall, I can't say that much stood out to me that I was like, oh my God. You know, um, I don't even know the girl's name, the one that had on like the pink uh, center slit dress. It was like one of the first ones I posted that you guys actually couldn't vote. The poll wasn't working. I thought that look was good. Both of the girls that played in King Richard, the movie about the um, Williams sisters, I thought they both looked stunning. They're younger actresses and I thought they nailed it. They looked, you know, professional and classy, but also youthful and fun. One was wearing Mew Mew and I don't know what the other one was wearing, but I really liked those looks. So I'm not a hater. I'm not saying it was a night of fails. I'm saying it was a little bit underwhelming in terms of what I saw, especially knowing the after party was so great. And in terms of the show itself, I don't have much to say. It was okay. The hosts were fine. Amy Schumer is Amy Schumer. And it was so fine 
that I decided to fall asleep. Just around 10 o'clock, I was like, this is a perfect time to get in bed. I feel like I've seen what I'm going to see for the night. I don't watch the movie, so I don't really have any connection to who's winning besides maybe just a couple celebs that you admire and like that you would want to see their speech. And when I woke up to 23 texts from my girlfriends saying, does anybody have any idea what's going on right now? And I watched the footage of Will Smith come across the stage and slap Chris Rock in the face in the middle of the most classy event in movie history that happens once a year, only once a year. I was appalled. I almost didn't go to the gym. I almost didn't show up for work. I was like, I don't know how to deal with this reality. In my personal life, a lot of weird things happened this weekend. And my response to all of them was just not good. Not good. Not good. And when I watched that video... And I saw the uncensored version from overseas where he says, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And Chris Rock's like, I'm going to. I was absolutely floored. Now, I posted a video already, just a minute. I started doing just a minute back in 2017. If you want to come at me and say that we're taking something from uh, One Minute Man, KFC Radio at Barstool, you can go and find my just a minutes from 2017. And even if that wasn't the case, people have opinions on things that they can say in one minute. And those opinions will be different. My take in that video was that not only is this the most classless move I think I've ever seen by anybody, especially somebody in the spotlight. I am more appalled the more that I think about it that the Academy, which we know the Academy has had all kinds of drama, ups and downs, so much criticism over the years for, you know, diversity, for, you know, the voting, for whatever it is that they're in the spotlight for. The fact that the Academy just let Will Smith do that and allow the event to proceed as normal made it 10 times more bizarre to me. Not only do, you know, the hosts have to suffer through, you know, trying to improv and not know what line they're going to cross, not know where to step, try to react to it appropriately, obviously unscripted because this happened off script. So they memorized something all night and now they have to ad lib and try to make it you know, appropriate and go with the flow and not ruin the course of the evening. You have everybody in the audience, these incredibly talented people. It was a monumental night for the film Coda, um, a deaf film where they had the first deaf actor win for best actor. There were so many phenomenal things happening. You know, I've been saying over and over again, like this year's going to be crazy with every event, you know, small scale and Hollywood style because everybody gets to say, oh, it's the real, the first one since COVID, the first one since COVID. So there's already so much built up pressure. So to have everybody in the audience who worked hard, who's so excited, who looks amazing, have to just sit through the rest of the night being like, what the actual F just happened? And he gets to return to his seat and sit there and assimilate back into society and giggle and do whatever is beyond me. If you were at a bar, an airport, a sporting event, you would get kicked out. You would be escorted and asked to leave, and there would be consequences. So the fact that there was no immediate action, and I'm sure there would have been controversy over whether the immediate action was right, and it would have led to a whole different kind of um, train of thought about what happened and whether it was right or wrong. 
I just think that's a really bad look that you're going to condone and accept that behavior as normal. Now, I think this probably happened because the Academy knew that Will Smith won for Best Actor for his performance as Serena and Venus Williams' dad in King Richard. And even if they knew that, it, it, you're still going to just let him go up on the stage like nothing happened? Like, I'm just beyond blown away that, A, he would do that in the first place. You know, he's a father. He's a role model. He's a very, very famous person. People grew up watching him in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which I think is only relevant for the fact that, you know, people knew him when, when he was a kid. They watched him become a man and stay in the spotlight. I'm a little young to know Slash also, I just didn't really care about him and his wife. I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship and what the drama was. But uh, from what I've taken away today and what I remember is that, like, she had publicly cheated on him. You know, they had some sort of maybe open relationship. She's always been really opinionated. She's kind of always been in the news for being, like, I don't know, just, like, kind of a jerk, I feel like. Like, she's always saying something negative. She always has a negative opinion on something. And I don't really feel one way or the other about Will Smith going into this. But he had to know that he was going to win that award or have a very good feeling that he was going to win. He was up for it. He was everybody's front runner. And 40 minutes before you accept one of the greatest honors of your career, to go up there and disrespect somebody who comedy is his job. Comedy is what Chris Rock does. If you have ever watched, seen, heard, read a freaking single paragraph about the Oscars or any award show, that is the job of a host, of a presenter, is to poke fun, to make light of dark situations. People are like, oh, well, she had a medical condition. It's not fair to make fun of people's medical condition. That's never funny. I'm not saying it's funny. But people make jokes all the time. People make cancer jokes. People make jokes about accidents. People make jokes about horrible things. That's what comedy is, is making light of horrible things and putting it in perspective. That's what jokes, if you just made jokes about normal things besides like Jerry Seinfeld and Dimitri Martin, what are you doing? There's only a select group of people that can pull off average daily routine style comedy it's supposed to be outrageous chris rock is so well respected he's been in the game forever he knows where to push and where to not these jokes are written reviewed approved there's no way there's no way he was out of line no way it could have been 10 times worse there could have been a way worse joke and even then you don't pull a complete 180 and do a move like that I just, I truly, I've been thinking about it all day. I could watch that video over and over again. There's conspiracies that he didn't actually make contact with him, that maybe it was staged. I think Chris Rock handled it really well. I don't know what else he could have done. He wasn't going to swing back. I mean, you're in pure shock. You're on the world stage. It just really, like, I think we, we've we all kind of thought and said and read that award shows are kind of declining in popularity, Obviously, there's been like the rise of streaming, so now the streaming shows are eligible for stuff, so maybe that's kind of negated what people thought of, you know, the Oscars being downhill one day was that streaming would take over and there would either be a new award show or a new measure of success, but something like that and the way that that all went down and how awkward and embarrassing, you got to think this is going to change the scope and the scale and the superpower behind award shows for a a long time to come. I think they're going to really need to rethink 
how it goes down. Because if you just can't go there to have fun and take a joke and you are so self-important and take it so seriously, I, I'm speech, I'm not speechless, obviously. I just did all this talking, but I don't know. I think it's really crazy. I don't think any charges are going to come out of it or anything like that. I know that Chris Rock has the option. He declined last night, but I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't think many people are on Will Smith's side at all. I don't know really how you could be unless you think he's been like abused and battered himself and he wasn't in his right mind. But to then go up there and give the acceptance speech and say, you know, you do crazy things for love. I mean, just what kind of message is that sending really? And that's kind of an old lame way to kind of put it in a little bow, but like what kind of message is that sending to everybody out there that that's okay, that Hollywood accepts it, Hollywood allows him to, you know, act that way and not be reprimanded. Poor freaking Janet Jackson was like blacklisted from Hollywood for having a nip slip by accident. Justin Timberlake went on and thrived in his career and she couldn't get a freaking job. And we're allowing somebody in broad daylight on the world stage to go slap somebody and just move on and then accept a huge award. Like I would take it away. I would... I would do I would do it totally differently. So the Academy, you old antiquated fucks, whatever you're doing, I'm very curious to see how you are going to respond. So those are my overall takes on this year's Oscars. The only time I ever watch Oscar movies is when I travel abroad on American Airlines. They always have a really good selection of movies. So in the past, pre-COVID, I had gone to Spain and Croatia and had a couple good lengthy plane rides where I knocked out like three or four Oscar movies. I'm not the type to sit here at home and stream them um, on my own, but I enjoy the rest of it. I enjoy the fashion, and that's why I take it so seriously. That's why I develop my thoughts and takes, and if you're not here for it, see you later. Bye. Last but not least, though, stay tuned to see if I do this live for the Grammys. I think it could be really fun. If you're into this, if you're listening and you like that idea and you would stream me side-by-side with your TV or something, let me know. I think I'm just going to post up right here, order some Melio and have a good time. And the only thing I want to bring to you to wrap up this episode of the podcast, I know it's niche, I know it's specific, but I really did have a fun time watching it. I love talking about the fashions. I love interacting. I wanted to try to translate what we saw on the red carpet and the after party into just some, not some looks, but like some concepts, some thoughts, and some inspiration for how you can curate your own looks going into gala event and wedding season obviously oh my god I'm I don't know how you guys listen to me I really don't I need to create like a I need a chalkboard of words and like a head count of how many times I say them and then I need to punish myself for repeating them so many times because not everything is so obvious Taylor not everything is obvious I am going to the overdressed to impress party at um salt and char Sorry it's sold out, but I have seen a lot of my followers, a lot of my friends, people on the gram are going. So I'm so excited to see what the looks are. This is our very own red carpet, Met Gala, overdress, over-the-top event. I've truly lost sleep over what I was going to wear. Finally ordered something over the weekend. I pray to God it comes in time. I pray to God it's good enough quality. And I was happy to see some of the -the over-the-top elements on the red carpet that I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I'm on the right track with my look. So... Just a few things I want to run through that you can be thinking of when you're on Rent the Runway, when you're online, ASOS, or wherever you shop, browsing for some ideas. Number one, we already talked about it, fit comes first. This is especially true when you are, you know, 
maybe debating whether, oh, it's too early to pick out my outfit. Oh, it's too early to order something versus being on the late end, being behind the times, and then ending up with a garment that maybe you like that doesn't fit you at all. This goes for things being too big, oversized, not fitted, and obviously things being too small where you're falling out of it or you simply feel uncomfortable. Tracy Ellis Ross, is that, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. It is, it's definitely Ellis Ross. Her garment didn't fit. It could have been the most beautiful dress in the world, but she looked physically uncomfortable, which people can tell. They can tell if your heels don't, you know, fit right or don't feel right. They can tell if your shapewear is too small and you don't feel comfortable. People can breathe and take in your confidence level. And that's what makes an outfit so amazing. So when you have something that is ill-fitting, whether it's small or big, people can read that on your face. So whether you need to buy shapewear, I recently partnered with Honey Love. I'm going to have a Buttonista discount code so you can get Honey Love shapewear. It was recommended to me back in the fall for some weddings. I have a few more products on the way that I'm excited to try as I head into event season. So whether you need to get shapewear and try a few pairs on and make sure what works, that's a way to achieve a better fit. Ordering things in advance that you want to love and you want to keep and going to a tailor, going to a seamstress, that's a way to guarantee that it's going to fit. Things have to fit your waist, your hips, the length, your shoulders. Just go to a seamstress one time, get an understanding of what it takes, and I think you will be forever changed. Order a backup size on Rent the Runway. Have a plan B. Fit is so important, and we saw that on the red carpet last night. Second, when you're thinking about an outfit, and I am a huge, um, I'm not going to say I'm a victim, I'm a culprit of this, I follow a, um, she was once local, Olivia Halpin. She lives, I believe, in New Jersey. I'm going to sound like a stalker, but I know people that know her. She's a really high-end New York City stylist, um, hair and makeup. She goes all over the country, all over the world, actually, to do weddings. She works with a lot of like high follower count type of clients, whether they're famous or influencers or whatever. And she does a similar kind of red carpet thing that I did to her followers. But she was saying like, you know, I loved this person's outfit but I didn't like their glam or I loved their glam and I didn't love their outfit. So when you're planning a dress or a suit or an outfit for an event, just remember that there's a whole other look that goes into it. There's your hair and makeup. There's earrings, a belt, a bag, shoes, accessories. I fall short on the bag, shoes, accessories side. I stick with my go-to jewelry. I don't like bags. I don't have any expensive designer purses. I don't care for them. I don't shop for them. But how many times have I gone to a party, to an event, and been like, wow, I wish I had the perfect bag for practicality reasons and as a little accessory to flash in my pictures and make things look a little bit more interesting. Shoes, same thing. I have my statement shoes, I have my go-to shoes, and I'm not saying you need to buy a pair for every single outfit that you're going to wear, but make sure that they're pristine. Make sure that they're not, you know, having uh, little chunks in the back from when you fall on the grass or the pattern is fading on the front or the sides or that the buckles are loose. People, again, can tell and read your whole look as one piece. I'm obviously, 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 I I'm a fan of hair. So I get my hair done. We talked about that on last week's show. If you have a little bit of money to budget for the blowout and you want to reuse an outfit or recycle a bag, put that extra money to your glam to go to your hair. Spend a few hours 
extra or minutes extra doing your makeup. But one of my goals for this upcoming season is to step up my accessory game and make sure that the entire look is figured out, not just the dress. I definitely fall short in that area myself. I'm so obsessed with finding the right outfit that I forget about all the other things that go into the outfit. Next up, just a few trends that I saw. Cutouts remain very, very strong. We saw a ton of dresses with cutouts on the side, cutouts around the neck area, um, sometimes cutouts on the front, deep Vs, especially on the sides, slits, cutouts, all of those extra geometric details are very in. You're seeing it on the fast fashion websites. You're seeing it on Rent the Runway, ASO, Zara, Forever 21, um, some of the more niche you know, shop up, all of those. You're seeing designers play with cutouts. So if you find a dress that you like that has cutouts, this event wedding season, you are on the right track. 3D elements. I mentioned Jessica Chastain's organza ruffles around the edge of her dress. You're seeing huge, you know, belt and bow moments happening. What is the what is the main feature of the dress? Sometimes I think in like suburban, rural, upstate world, we fall on like patterns. Oh, well, it's just a pattern dress. That's going to do the work for me. That's going to be unique and fun. I get so sick of all just the florals that I see at the trap. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can't make this up. You really can't make this up. The other dog came over. That's it. That's the Botanista Podcast. I will see you next Tuesday. My house is a zoo. Get me out of here.